Well, hi there. This is our Mother's Day podcast. It's Karen Broadhead, and I am just really grateful for this opportunity to wish you pleasant Mother's Day and thank you for being here as well as express my love and appreciation for your courageous efforts and for the courage that you instill in me all these years. Gosh, it's been about 15 years now. It's been amazing to consider all that has happened since Mothers You Know was created. I'm so grateful for the help that we've received from heaven. And I'm so grateful for the help that we've received from heaven. And it's obvious to me through it all how much our heavenly parents love their daughters and how willing they are to help us find their beloved son and our savior and champion Jesus Christ in our mothering because they want us first and foremost to find him inside of us to help us and bless us and mother's day isn't always happy for all mothers but i want you to consider today something kind of neat that i was just noticing as i've been pondering about president nelson's quote about oh gosh oh about the focus of our lives he says oh he says this message as it relates to a quote that we kind of have as it relates to a statement that we have in mothers who know which is there will always be a message and a miracle right in the middle of a mess i know that this thought statement came to me through the spirit when we were in a meeting um one time and it's just stuck with me and it's become something that we've all kind of been trying to reframe our messes and this statement helps us to remember how it's done and president nelson's taught us so much recently about how we can look beyond or above the hard circumstances we are in with our with a more eternal perspective and he talks about how important focus is that we can be focused on our mess or we can be focused on the message and the miracle in the mess but that is not easy it's actually extremely hard to do but we can get better at it over time and so in case you're a mother and you find that when you're mothering you think this is a mess i'm a mess oh wow we're a mess I want you to know that I believe at a deep burning testimony level that there will always be a message and a miracle right in the middle of a mess. President Nelson says this, my dear brothers and sisters, the joy we feel has little to do with the circumstances of our lives and everything to do with the focus of our lives. When the focus of our lives is on God's plan of salvation, and Jesus Christ and his gospel, we can feel joy regardless of what is happening or not happening in our lives. Joy comes from and because of him. He is the source of all of our joy. This is our 
this is our purpose, right? To try to stand with and for him in his great cause, to support his work. But because the messes can be so stretchy and really affect the way we feel and the circumstances with our families, in our hearts, and in our minds, it is a battle. And I'm just so grateful for Heavenly Father's plan of salvation and to know that it is for our happiness and for a living prophet that speaks about that happiness and that having happiness in a mess is actually possible if we can change our focus from being on the mess so much and intentionally work on focusing on the joy that Jesus Christ offers us and that he is the source of all joy. Oh, it's so good. In fact, the, another quote from that same talk, I think it's the talk called Joy and Spiritual Survival by President Nelson. So yeah, as it relates to Mother's Day, I wanted to honor and pay tribute to my dear mother, Verla Wollstonehue, and tell you some of the personal experiences I've had as I've just gone through this sacred time of her passing and graduating from this mortal estate into her next phase and season of her growth underneath Heavenly Father's plan of salvation. It's been so inspiring to me, and I want you to know that I'm doing really well, and I feel so grateful, an overwhelming feeling of gratitude. And one of the reasons I think I'm feeling that is because we've learned so much and practiced so hard in Mothers You Know to remember Jesus Christ in our mess and to remember that as we focus on him, miracles and messages can be seen right in the middle of a mess. And so truly, I just want you to, before I move on to talk about my mother, I just really want you to know how much you are loved and how much your every effort matters. The small, simple things you do again and again every day are beautiful, and they are bringing the promised great things to pass that God does with his work. And so when we can really work on our focus and allowing Jesus Christ to help us feel joy even in, in our heart, it's so brilliantly important. So yes, I wish you a pleasant Mother's Day regardless of what is happening or not happening in your lives. President Nelson said, if we focus on the joy that will come to us, or to those we love, and I would add because of our Savior championing Heavenly Father's plan for us. President Nelson goes on to say, what can we endure that presently seems overwhelming, painful, scary, unfair, or simply impossible? I invite you to join me in the army of courageous, good women standing for the cause of Christ, to remember that we fight for him and we fight for him. And that is our great purpose and mission. 
And it's what we chose before we even came here to fight with him and for him to stand with him and follow him and believe in his promises that he can save a mess. And please just join with me in gaining a testimony of that statement that there will always be a message and a miracle right in the middle of a mess. So together we are stronger and let's just like don't give up together. We know why we're fighting and why we don't give up and this is our greatest reason for fighting. So I wanted to share with you some of the miracles and messages I've seen in experiencing my mother's passing and just appreciating the great gift that she is in my life. First and foremost, she passed on June. No, what am I saying? I just thought of the dog. I thought of the day that our dog passed, our little dachshund dog Doyle. He passed on June 9th, I believe, 2021. So moving on to my mom, she passed, let's see, April 6th, which is, you know, the date that is thought of as Jesus Christ's birthday. That was special. And we kind of joked about how our mom loves a good party. And she probably made sure that she was there to help plan that party. So I found out about 7 a.m. on June 6th that she had passed. And we knew uh, that it was coming because she was on hospice. And about a week before, she started failing dramatically. And my dad let us know that, you know, that it wouldn't be too long, but we just had no idea of the timing. And so at 7 a.m. on the 6th, around 7, 7, 15 a.m., we got a text. My dad was informing us that our mother had been released from this life where she had gone through at the end of her life some really real discomfort that was not fun for any of us to watch, especially my awesome dad who stood right by her side constantly as this sentinel for her, championing her into to her next phase of things. But wow, so grateful for him, so thankful for his example and for the tender love and care that he did and the great sacrifice that he gave that I know he had never said once or even acted like once that it was a sacrifice. He expressed it as a privilege and an honor to care for her. So that was just really special. And then also her funeral was on the 16th of April, which was the day before Easter. And so as I prepared to consider what was I what were we gonna talk about as we prepared for the funeral for our mother all, me and my six siblings all got together and talked about it and we tried to you know do all that hurrying I had no idea how much work it took to prepare to celebrate someone's life at a funeral I've never done that before and that is a stretch that's a lot of good work to get done in a short period of time to re reach that deadline of that funeral celebration and but anyway we decided we were all going to share in the funeral and we were going to try to keep our talks fairly short and 
my, and we were going to highlight our mother's Christ-like character traits. And the one that I was going to highlight was her ability to be a really good friend and to have so much charity and follow the example of Jesus Christ in um, caring for other people and loving them. And so as I considered this, one of the things that came to my mind was the awesome podcasts that I had asked my son, Casey, who edits this podcast and the Like Dragons Do They Fight podcast, I asked him, will you help me to create a three-minute recording for my mother's funeral so I can play that for the largest portion of the comments that I want to share? And it was really quite tricky for me, a woman who talks way too much, probably you've noticed that about me, that I can talk mostly because I get filled with the spirit and feel so strongly about things I want to say and that I've learned with you. But it was really challenging for me to get that, get that down to like three minutes long. But I want you to listen to it because I want you to hear my mother's voice and I want you to just listen to her in a way that will help you to notice how much she thought of being charitable to each other, to our families, and how much our families mattered and how much charity in our families mattered, how much she loved being in the service of God, and she saw that as being of service to his children, everybody else. And she had a special gift for influencing people with her friendship and her charity. And she could just, it just had no bounds. It didn't matter what walk of life people came from. She had a power to influence them and help them to feel loved and seen in a way that was really Christ-like and pointed them to the Savior. So here's that recording. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Those great words of confidence are a beacon to each of us. They show us the way. In him, we may indeed have trust, for he is able and his promises are never failing. I know that these things are true. I know that the gospel blesses out of lives. Ron and I have been married 54 years and it's lasted. It's lasted our love, our marriage. I pray that our family will last for eternity. There's nothing too hard. There's nothing that takes too much time than working for our family and their good. Each of you remember that. Don't be afraid to show love. I know that life is hard for the old, the young, and the in-between. You each have hards in your life, but you also have blessings. Look for those blessings each day. Get old Satan out of your mind. He wants us to dwell on the hards. He wants us to be sad. He wants us just to feel hopeless. 
He wants us to give up, to do our own thing, to make ourselves the most important in life. I'd like to forget myself. I'd like to forget who Verla Wollstonecraft is and concentrate all day on others for another blessing that it would be to be able to be selfless and to give to others. Be thankful, be grateful, be loving, be kind. I've had a good life. I've lived a good life. We've each been blessed so much. We have so much to live for. We have so much to die for. And I pray that we can have a testimony of both to live as hard as we can, to run as hard as we can in life, to not leave our children behind or our spouse, to hold their hands, to lift them, and to know that it's real. I have a testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I know it's real. I know it's true. I love each one of you. There's no one like family. Wherever your children are, wherever your spouse is, wherever you are on your journey, the Lord is with you. You can do it. I pray greatest blessings to be with you. And I thank you for what you do for me. And we can all do it. Can't go around it. We've got to go through it, and it will bless our lives. And I say this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Wasn't that just special? So special that she says, we can do this. One of the things I shared in my talk as well was that my mom makes a divine caramel cinnamon roll with so much gooey on it and she didn't roll it like the little spiral thing she tied it in this knot and so it was just huge and looked so beautiful and another thing i shared was that my mother also made the best gooey caramel popcorn and that sometimes she would put nuts in it it was fun to hear what some of my other siblings shared about some of the fun food that they liked about that she would make but we were also to share some of the statements that she said, because my mom had a lot of statements. And if you take the opportunity to go listen to Verla, a mother who knows podcast created by several of the presentations that she did here at Mothers Who Know, you'll be able to notice all those statements. She's got a lot of them that she would just say. And right to the time she was ready to pass, she said sweet statements full of truth and light to the very end. And one of the, the statements that I shared in my funeral address that had to do with her serving other people, she would often say, life is hard for the old and the young and the in-between. And she would also say, we can't go around it. We have to go through it. And 
in just considering how to go through something I'd never experienced before. The morning that my mother passed, there's three of us that live outside of Idaho where the other four of my siblings and my father and mother live in Idaho. And so, oh, there's a plane going over my house. I hope you can still hear me and not just the plane, but it's, it was just kind of a surreal experience to me. I had a full day of back-to-back meetings and coaching and things that I was doing. And I had the thought when I found out in the morning, what should I do today? Not quite sure what to do. And so when the three of us from out of state joined on Zoom, my father and my other four siblings there sitting in the bedroom with my mother and her body being here, but her spirit gone to heaven to feel so much relief from being released from that body that was no longer serving her. It was just, I didn't know. I'd never seen myself in a place like that before. And I, you know how you picture, I'm just going to be crying. It's going to be so hard. But I, I didn't do that because I'm kind of a freezer when I, I just, I'm good at that. Like kind of freeze and not really know what, what that's supposed to look like. But so I asked my siblings while we were on that four hour hanging out while our mother's hospice caregivers were coming to do things and the funeral home was coming to, to get her body. And we all had some neat time for talking. And I said, what are you guys doing today? And I have a really wise brother that I appreciate and love. And he said in his wisdom, in this really thoughtful way that he has, with this pause, he says, with his hands kind of held up like I'm in a receiving position. And then I said, so what are you guys doing today? He said, this, I will be doing this. And then he expressed, this is such a sacred gift in my life. I will never experience this again. This is the only time in this life that I get to experience this, this sacred experience with appreciating my mother and feeling grateful for Heavenly Father's plan and our Savior and the blessing that it is that that we know all these things. I knew that's what he was referring to. And also just referring to, I want to be present right here with you, my siblings and my father. And so that was such a gift to me because I knew immediately the Spirit helped me to know that's exactly what I'm doing this. And so for that whole day, as well as throughout the week, while we were preparing for her funeral and things, it was so wonderful because it allowed me to take the time to create the, the podcast of, you know, Verla, a mother who knows, and compile all of those and to solicit Casey's awesome help and to have that be a resource for people who loved her and hopefully people will share it because there's some sweet things in there. And then it also allowed me 
this place to have a desire to celebrate her and to feel my love for her in a deep way and to really be just pondering about and expressing this soul level gratitude for her as I considered Heavenly Father and his love for her and what she was doing and how awesome it would be to watch what she was doing as she greeted her parents and her sister and her brother that are younger than her. And I'm sure as they all yearned toward her oldest sister, who is still here and knowing that, you know, she's, we want her over here. She's ready. And anyway, I just thought the reuniting of their family even though we were losing her, she had this reuniting that was so glorious. And I could just picture what she was saying and what she was looking like and what that meant to her and how much joy that brought me. But it also helped me to create this, you know, Spotify playlist. And you can find it on Spotify. It's called Angel Mother. And it's been so wonderful to just listen to those songs that are things about mothers and what a mother would say and what a mother feels and the kind of special gifts mothers have. And it's also helped me to consider the atmosphere angel that I want to be in my mothering and to keep trying for that. But another really special thing that happened to me was as soon as we found out that my mother had passed in that text, I um, had this thought, I should go to the temple today, which that was just kind of random that I didn't really pay attention to, but it, I thought it was random enough that I remembered that I thought it, thinking, I don't think that's what I'll be doing today. There's probably lots of things I need to be doing or something anyway. But after we stopped hanging out over Zoom with my siblings and my father and my mother had been taken to the funeral home and they all said, well, we're going to eat food and we're going to go eat lunch. And since, you know, you're on Zoom, we'll see ya. And so there I was sitting thinking, well, now what should I do? What time is it? And I had the thought again, you should go to the temple. And so I thought, okay, I'll get online and I will look at the Ogden Temple schedule to see if there's something I can do today around three o'clock because around five o'clock we were going to meet at the kitchen table, my husband and I and my two kids who were in their 20s living here and we were just going to talk about grandma and just eat some food and visit for a bit. And so I thought, whoop, there's an initiatory appointment. I think I'll go to that initiatory session at three o'clock. And because I was having this presence of mind throughout the day, trying to really lean into what my brother taught me and what the spirit also confirmed, just do this, be present and experience this. I pulled into the parking lot of the temple at two minutes after three o'clock because, you know, I was trying to just not be thinking like you gotta hurry you gotta go I'm just trying to 
be present. And what I noticed was, I am late. Should I go in? Because those people in the temple, they're so kind. They'll probably be okay with me saying, I'm late. Can I fit in to do some initiatory work here? And they would have probably said yes. But as I sat there in my car thinking, okay, what are you going to do? I thought, well, it is kind of a pretty day. And I could just walk around the temple grounds. And so even though I usually would have felt maybe responsible to go and keep that appointment, I just felt so fine about just experiencing what was and saying, I missed that, but I'm here and I'm going to enjoy the temple grounds. So I left my temple bag in the car, got out and started walking around the temple grounds and it was a beautiful day but the wind was kind of cold and freezing me and I tend to get cold easy and so I was thinking I don't know I don't know if I should do this because now I'm kind of freezing and the wind is kind of cold and it is sunny and really clear day but it's just I'm getting kind of cold so maybe I'll just go and I was if you're familiar with the Ogden Utah temple grounds I had walked around the reflection pool. I had sat on a bench there by the reflection pool for a bit. I'd taken a picture of the temple. I did a little short video for my family to just say, I love my mother and I'm here at the temple celebrating the fact that I know where my mother is and because she loved this place and kept her covenants. I have no, no worries. I feel so much joy and gratitude that I know these things. I know where she is and I know what this means. And I absolutely believe in the truth of it. So I sent that on WhatsApp to my, to our family group text. And then I walked to the front of the temple where the fountain is, the big pretty fountain in the front of the Ogden temple. And just walked around that for a minute and then I headed towards the tabernacle and that's when I started thinking, okay, I'm kind of freezing now, but I had this thought, look at that bench right there. It's so sunny. Just that bench is just completely fully in the sun and I wonder if you could just turn around and just face the sun, if you would be warm. Cause that could happen, you know. So I thought, well, okay, what the heck? I'll, I'll give it a shot. So I just sat on this bench in front of the tabernacle that was all in the sun. And I just thought, ooh, this is so much warmer. It's good. So I just thought I could just stay here as long as I need to because I'm very comfortable. And so I noticed out of the corner of my eye after a bit, to my right side, there was a woman standing there. and. I thought, okay. And then I just, you know, turned away and thought, she's just standing there. I'll just be sitting here. And then a little bit later, I noticed her again, same place. But this time I thought, it's kind of odd how close she's standing to me. Like, I'm not really sure what to think about her standing that close to me, just standing in the same place for, you know, lots of minutes now. And so I turned to look at her and smiled. And that, you know, after doing that and then turning my head away from her, she kind of stepped forward into my view and said, so which one of these buildings do people get sealed in? 
And I said, oh, that one right there, the, you know, the temple. That's the temple. And this is the tabernacle that people get sealed in that building. Then she says, well, my daughter's getting married in the temple. She's been married for 15 years to, she wasn't a member of the church, but she joined the church. She joined this church and she is getting married and sealed to her husband in there too, and her daughter. And I just, you know, wanted to know. So I said, oh, well, is this your very first time on the temple grounds? Yep. Yep, it is, she says. So then I said, well, yeah, I'd be happy to talk to you about any questions you might have about the ceiling or the temple. Because, you know, enjoying the temple grounds today. And I patted the bench next to me like, you should come sit here. Which is so not me. Like, that was not me. I would more have been like, oh, okay, that's neat. And yes, that's the temple. Okay. And now I'll just kind of be to myself and let you be to yourself. But instead, it was almost as if because I was celebrating my mom, I was channeling this inner Verla. That's my mom's name, Verla. Because she would have been so friendly and really present with that woman. And I'm a little more awkward and uncomfortable with in situations like that. And so she, this woman went after I patted the bench, she said, oh, well, I'm not a member of, of your faith. I don't really belong to your church. And I said, I know that's why you should come sit on this bench by me. I patted it again. And I was like, wow, I'm out of control. I am totally not acting like myself. And anyway, I just thought, and now I know exactly what to do. I'm going to give this woman, whose name was Frances, she was born in New Mexico, and I just thought, I'm going to find out about her. I'm going to give her a podcast interview. I'm just going to talk to her about all this stuff. And so I found out the most wonderful things about her and her life and her courage and her bravery and how wonderful she was. And she told me about her daughter, and that's kind of where I started was... So tell me more about your daughter and where does she live? And wow, that's, that's really neat that she wants to, you know, to get married, sealed, you know, too. And so it was neat. I was able to talk to this woman about her strengths and point out whenever I saw a spiritual gift she had or could see her courage beyond her own, that she just really was forgiving and kind and Anyway, there were so many instances that I just said, goodness, Frances, you are a heaven girl. And I told her that when she left heaven, she turned around and just kind of put her, cupped her, her hands around her mouth and said, I'll be back. Cause she was just heavenly sweet and had gone through so many hard things, but still had a lot of grit, a lot of guts and was doing a lot of good things and cared about good things. And so anyway, through our conversation, it just became so apparent that finally I said to her, okay, can I just say that when you left heaven, you didn't turn around and just say, and I put my hands to my mouth again, I'll be back. They said 
back to you with complete confidence. We know, we know you're coming back. And so I just told her how impressed I was. And then she got a phone call from her grandson who was looking for her. And she said to the grandson when he was asking, where are you? We can see your car, but we can't see you. And it was obvious she'd been doing something with her family. And, and we sat there and talked for, gosh, I don't know, 20 minutes. And she's, and then she said, well, I'm sitting on this bench with this lady. She has lots of hair. Anyway, I just, you that know me, you're laughing now. Cause yeah, got some hair. And so I just can't get rid of the 80s girl with the big hair. The Idaho potato girl who has the 80s hair. It just, I can't do it. And so anyway, that was funny. And so I knew she was going to be interrupted. And so I said to her, can I tell you why I am at the temple today? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, my mother passed, passed away this morning. And I came to the temple just to celebrate her and to feel so grateful for the fact that she is my forever and I'm hers forever. And the reason that I am having that blessing in my life is because she was sealed in the temple. And that through her being sealed, that connects us through Jesus Christ in a covenant way to be together forever. And so even though I've lost her this morning and she's in heaven where you're going and I'm going, I am so grateful to be here in this celebratory grateful spirit about her and about the gift that she gave me. And then I expressed to her that what her daughter was going to do was an act of love for God and wanting to follow him and a path that he desires for her and her family, but also such a great evidence of the love that she had for her husband and her daughter, not wanting to be disconnected from them in any way. And anyway, it was such a special thing. And then her family came up and, and it got a little awkward. And so I stood up and, and I asked Frances if I could hug her. And I'm like 5'10". And Frances stood up. And I didn't even notice how little she was till I hugged her and she came like right below my chest. She was so little and she was just so sweet. And I said to her, you were my temple today. Thank you for being my temple today. There's nothing that my mother would have rather seen me do today than to be here connecting with you. And I just told her how much I appreciated our association. And then I looked at her and I said, well, you know where we're going to see each other again, right? And she looked at me like, where? And I said, well, in heaven, of course. 
that's probably when I might see you again for sure because I'm going there. Totally planning on it because I'm not letting go of this mom of mine. And uh, I know that's where you're going. It's so obvious. So I'll see you there, sister. And then I just walked away and felt like, thank you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for allowing me to feel the spirit and to channel the spirit of courage and charity. The thing that never fails, the pure love of Christ, to just be present and be available to hear, to hear your desire for how you'd like to do your work and to be a participant in Subway to help Frances. I didn't know if she was feeling mad about her daughter being sealed or not. She did seem a little bothered when she first asked the question, where do people get, get sealed? Which one of these buildings? And, oh, my daughter's doing this thing, and, and I'm not a member of your faith. I had a sense that maybe she was a little bit bothered, but I'm not certain. But in case she was, I'm just grateful. And something that one of you sisters has mentioned, that maybe perhaps her daughter had been praying that her mother would understand. That her mother would understand uh, why she wanted to do what she wanted to do and be supportive. And maybe I was an answer to her daughter's prayer to meet her there on the temple and be this funny lady that patted the bench and had big hair and wanted to give her a podcast interview. And of course, I did tell her I was giving her a podcast interview. I just knew uh, I love hearing about you and I want to see you because you matter. You're so important. And so anyway, I just want to leave that with you and also tell you what a miracle it was to be noticing as I prepared that talk for my mom that I was kind of nervous because I thought, oh, I worked really hard on getting this recording just right so the timing is good and picked out some things that totally are comforting and helpful and are her that express a lot of not just the topic that I was highlighting of her being Christ-like and charitable and such a such a real friend to people, but it was also, I just thought it doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't even matter what I say because I could show up here and just say tomorrow is Easter and I'm grateful for the honor that I have to share my thoughts about my mother in a season that we celebrate the compassion, the love, the charity, and the real friendship of Jesus Christ. This renewing season when we give all glory to Jesus' name because he lives. He lives. He. And then I had this, this song kept coming to my mind. The words of this song, he is risen. He is risen. He is risen. Tell it out with joyful voice. He has burst death and sin's dark prison. 
Let the whole wide world rejoice. Death is conquered. Man is free. Christ has won the victory. I just want to leave you that and tell you that just as I know now that my mother's every effort, her small, simple efforts, even in messy ways, her willingness to just keep trying, to just keep pressing forward, trying to have that brightness of hope and focus on Jesus Christ in her messes has absolutely blessed my life. And I'm sure that she had moments where she thought, I don't think anybody is hearing me. I don't think anybody even cares what I'm saying. I don't think Karen, for heaven's sakes, has gotten one thing I've tried to teach her. And so maybe I'll just be too tired and quit. But she just kept fighting, fighting for what we fight for here in Mothers You Know, to focus on the joy that Jesus Christ offers even in a mess and to stay just really fighting for being part of his cause, working with him and for him and supporting his work. And that has created such a loud message in my life. Ah, such a loud message in my life. And such a glorious miracle. So don't you quit. You keep walking. You keep trying. You keep moving forward in your mess. And it's okay to sit down sometimes and rest and yoke with the Savior again in your labor, your burdens, and allow Him to bring you rest. To take a minute more to learn more about Him so that you can believe a little deeper that He is the source of all joy, even in a mess. And I leave that with you in the name, our Savior and Champion, Jesus Christ. Amen.